Hello. So I had COVID for a while there and definitely skipped a few weeks of recordings, but I am back. I know that cases are on the rise and so many of my friends and family have gotten it recently. Is anyone else finding that again? Anyway, I am starting to um, take over kindergarten maternity leave really soon, so I'll keep you posted on, on that one. I am really, really excited about it because I've actually never worked in kindergarten before. So I'm kind of looking forward to learn and to dive in with older kids and see what that's like. Also, I have been doing a lot of inner work, trying to find myself again and digging deeper than I've ever done before, asking all of the hard questions and really diving into how I can change the way I feel about myself and my life as a whole and how I can um, be the CEO and entrepreneur that I really want to be and envision being. Um, I think that is all the updates for now. Is there anything new and exciting in your life? I'd love to know what's happening. So if you feel inclined to do so, you can send me a DM on Instagram at Shaping Little Minds Podcast, and I cannot wait to hear from you. Okay, let's dive in. Hey teachers, my name is Adva Hanan, and I am obsessed with everything early childhood education and supporting you through your teaching career. I help you feel supported, encouraged, and continue learning throughout your time, both inside and outside of the classroom. I'm an early childhood teacher who saw a huge gap in how early childhood educators were supported and guided throughout their classroom experience. Classroom management, teacher burnout, and distance learning are all topics we cover here. So get ready to learn, grow, and become the best teacher you've always dreamed of being. Let's make an impact together. I had the absolute pleasure of speaking to Natasha all about burnout while teaching in the early childhood field. Natasha is a registered early childhood educator in Ontario, Canada. She is passionate about providing children with quality care and is an advocate for early childhood professionals. Please help me welcome Natasha onto this week's podcast episode. Welcome to Shaping Little Minds. I'm so excited to have you on today. Um, for those who don't know, can you just introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us a bit about what you what you do, who you are. Yes. Hi, Adva. Thank you for having me. My name is Natasha. I'm also super excited to be on here. I'm a registered early childhood educator in Toronto. I have eight years experience of working in childcare, and six years ago, I started working at a center in York Region, and that's currently where I still work at. So I started in the preschool classroom, and then for a couple of years, I worked in the toddler room, and now I'm back in the preschool classroom again. Um, I'm also an advocate for early childhood education, and I believe in providing quality care for children. I also think that uh, the pandemic has really shined a light on how important early childhood educators are. And I, uh, I think that the pandemic sh- has shined a light on how important childcare is and its role on our economic and social recovery. I also started doing a resource consulting program with Seneca College in Ontario. And 
It has helped me a lot to be able to support children and implement strategies which benefit the, the whole class. Um, it also taught me to use the environment as a third teacher, which was something that I haven't really used before. So I thought that that was pretty important. And I have an Instagram account called Embolden My Mind, where I'm selling sensory kits for children three years of age and older. And uh, I believe that sensory play is very important and that um, we should spread that uh, to parents and to educators. And these sensory kids sort of allow children to play individual, individually in their own little box. Um, and the account is also where I raise awareness for educators. So issues like burnout is something that I'm excited to talk to you about. And um, yeah. <laughs> amazing you you do a lot which is awesome it's so good to have people like you in this field who are really passionate really want to make a difference in the early childhood world I feel like early childhood <clears throat> is overlooked a lot um and it doesn't matter where you're from it's just overlooked um and bringing that awareness is a huge part of it um so as you mentioned, we are talking about burnout. Can you kind of describe what burnout is, what it might look like? Because um, as you know, lots of teachers are walking away from the field um, because they're experiencing burnout. Yeah, so burnout is a state of emotional, physical, or and mental exhaustion. And it could be caused by stress that occurs over a period of time. So educators might be feeling um, overwhelmed. They may be feeling emotionally drained. They may lose interest and motivation. And some of the signs of burnout may include exhaustion. So educators may experience headaches, stomach aches, um, appetite and sleep changes. They may isolate due to um, feeling overwhelmed and not wanting to socialize and confide in others such as family, friends, co-workers. Um, I would also say the frequent illnesses is another one. Uh, it can lead to you having a lower immune system and health concerns such as uh, physical and mental health concerns. So I think that we've all definitely experienced burn, burnout at some point in our life and within the field. I know that I had my own experience with burnout a couple of years ago. And um, I was going through some health concerns and I was seeing a doctor who was um, referring me to a specialist. And I went through so many different doctors and visited hospitals and we were trying to do so many different tests and rule out what, um, what it isn't, what it could be. And in the end, we didn't figure out what it was. I was put on a lot of medication. It wasn't working. I kept coming back. And just to kind of give a personal experience, um, I had to take off some time off of work for that as well. And it wasn't until I came back to work and I still wasn't feeling 100% and we still didn't know what was wrong that um, I just happened to be talking to one of the parents and telling her about how I was feeling because she mentioned how I looked very pale. And so that kind of got into the conversation about my health. Mm -hmm. 
she um, recommended a holistic clinic in Toronto. So it's something I've never tried before. And I was kind of open to anything at that point, um, anything that might work because mm -hmm. nothing else was working. And so I went to this clinic. I made an appointment um, with her friend who was the owner. And it's basically it's a acupuncture and rehab clinic. Mm -hmm. Like it, they use traditional and alternative health care. And when I went there, I honestly learned so much. She, the lady was able to treat my problem using acupuncture and giving me some herbal medication to use. And every time I went to see her, you know, we talked a lot about stress and she said how stress causes um, a lot of health issues and how yeah. you know, aren't aware of that. And that kind of got me thinking of what the reasons were for why I was feeling the way I was. And I was looking back and I was thinking, I, you know, I'm putting too much on myself right now. I was doing full-time work. I was trying to go to school and just balancing all of that. And I was working in a toddler classroom, which was also, you know, it could get very busy and, you know, constantly having to um, have new children come in, settle them in. It can obviously be a stressful, a stressful time. Yeah. So for me, that's what, what helped me and kind of um, it also made me self-aware because we talked a lot me and this lady who owns the clinic she talked to me a lot about how our body gives us signs it's just our job to listen to these signs and look for mm -hmm. symptoms and I definitely do more of that now that I know and I have this information so you know when I am feeling a little bit stressed out when I do see that there are some health concerns, I will try to deal with it right away rather than wait, which I think also sometimes educators do because even when I talk to my own room partner, sometimes, you know, we aren't able to make certain appointments at certain times because we have to be at work and you know, somebody can't fill in at that time. So we kind of tend to push all of our needs aside and we're basically meeting a lot of needs for the children. And I think that um, having a conversation with a parent a couple of weeks ago where he said it perfectly, he was like, um, it's kind of like on the airplane when they, when your mask falls down, you have to save yourself first so that you can <laughs> take care of the others, which it makes sense. Like we need to make sure that we're healthy and that we're okay so that we can take care of 16 other bodies in the room. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I just saw um, a Facebook post about someone who um, their center director wouldn't let them take off when they were sick. Oh, wow. And how she was dealing with like, like really like not, not so nice comments from her director. Mm -hmm. And my number one reaction was like, you need to leave that place. Like, why, yeah. would, you, why would you deal with that? So <laughs> yeah, burnout, burnout can, um, definitely take the form of just not feeling well, which I have, I've also dealt with. I've definitely dealt with that. Um, so my question to you is what are, obviously we talked about um, like what burnout looks like, what it is, but what are the benefits to having an educator understand um, what burnout is and what it looks like um, 
in the classroom or even outside of the classroom? Like what benefits can you foresee with educators knowing more about burnout? Yeah, I think that when we know more about it, then we're able to, we're aware of it and then we can notice it before it gets worse. So definitely even in my own personal journey now, when I see things even in my body happening, or, you know, if I feel very stressed, I'll try to take a step back and see if I can put any strategies into place or see if I need to take a day off to go to the doctor and see what's wrong before it gets worse. Right. Um, Which was kind of what happened to me at the point where I was ignoring all the signs and just kind of letting it happen. And it got to a point where it was really bad and I needed obviously more help than, um, than if I just dealt with it right away. And I think that when we're aware of burnout and what it looks like, we can also help others. So even though we can help ourselves, we can also help our coworkers, our room partners, you know, sometimes even my, my room partner and I will talk and that's very therapeutic, just talking, getting it out. Um, because I find that just like you said, sometimes certain people react in a non-accommodating way. So we keep that all bottled up and keep it all inside and then just kind of let it out on the, at the wrong moment, or it kind of, um, manifests into something where, which makes our health, um, worse. So I think it's very important to talk about it and, you know, see if that helps. And when you, once you start talking, you sort of can also um, maybe even get uh, good, healthy ways to cope with it from your partner or from others, just by listening to what other people have to say and their point of view and perspective. Yeah. And I think that, you know, one, one brain is just, you know, you're just thinking of yourself and one thing, but when you have other people step in and you have other perspectives, you know, everyone has something else to offer. So even if one thing doesn't work, somebody else may be able to offer something that might help you. And even just like this parent offered me this holistic clinic that helped, you know, my doctor was trying to help in the best way that she knew, but it it just wasn't working. And then to the specialists, I went to the hospital um, and nothing was working. So obviously getting another perspective in there and taking a different route is what helped me. And I think that that that's kind of. I've actually heard very good things about the holistic point Mm -hmm. of view, Um, just because doctors are, I feel like doctors are very trained to look at, not necessarily look at the whole body, but look at specifically what's bothering you and what they can do to help, whether it's, you know, sending you to another doctor at getting you an MRI or an x-ray or anything like super medical. But when it comes to the holistic point, I think that um, the, the holistic doctors, the holistic clinics are looking at the whole body, looking at what you're experiencing outside of your body, outside of your um, aches and pains. Because as you said, like your stress and your burnout manifested in you not feeling well, but that didn't mean that something was actually wrong. It just meant that you didn't know how to handle that stress, handle that burnout to um, help regulate your body. 
yeah. I, I find it fascinating. <laughs> um, so we kind of talked about like those signs that you can see for burnout, whether it's you're getting sick all the time, or you're having headaches, or you're overtired or whatever. Um, but now I, I would love to know, like, if you have any like tips and tricks for teachers who um, might be on the verge of burnout, or already experiencing burnout and want to um, kind of take care of themselves on a more holistic level um, and not necessarily go to quote doctors. Yeah, I definitely, um, one of the things I would say is just like I mentioned earlier is to talk about it with someone, yeah. go out. It could be a friend, a colleague, it could even be a therapist, you know, um, even getting that point of view, having someone to talk about it. Sometimes we feel as we aren't heard. And if you are an educator who is not really um, part of a community, maybe it is better to also look into that and kind of start networking and making connections with someone who's in the community. You know, there's a lot of great Facebook groups for educators and teachers, um, and also a lot of coaches even who are offering one-on-one um, -on -one sessions with educators. So I definitely think looking into that would help. And um, practicing self-care, you know, it's really important that we do something for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Time we're meeting, like I mentioned, uh, the children's needs that, you know, we are often leave our own needs or put them aside. So just, you know, doing something for yourself on the weekend, you know, even if it's something simple as drinking your favorite coffee and just watching mm -hmm. a show or <laughs> a movie, even that, like I like to go for nature walks with my sister and my mom. Um, I'd love to start doing some meditation. So kind of getting into that, something that other people might be interested in as well. Yeah. Um, and I would also suggest leaving work at work. <laughs> it's sometimes hard to not bring work at home, um, especially with all the different things that we have to deal with. Um, and, you know, you're often reminded even when you go to a store and you see something that one of the children in the class might like, right? But I think that more so if there's problems or concerns that you had to deal with that day, it's important just to try to deal with them at work. And then once you're done, you're done. Like try to get out of work with a clear head and not think too much about work because you spent the whole day working and you deserve to finally get a break from there and spend some time on your own as well with your, you know, doing things that you like to do. Yeah. So another one is doing some workshops and webinars. I think that for me personally, that has been helpful. Um, it just, it makes a big difference. Last, second to last question. We have a few more minutes. Um if a teacher were listening to this podcast, what is one thing you would want them to walk away from this episode with? I would want them to know that they're not alone, that we all definitely have experienced burnout before, especially in the field. So just know that you're not alone and that there is help out there and that there is support for those teachers and educators. I love that. Yes. Definitely not alone. Find a community if you feel alone. Um, yes. And last, where can the listeners find you and connect with you further if they're interested in anything that you are doing as of right now? 
Yeah, I'm mostly um, on Instagram. That's my main platform. So my account is Embolden My Mind. That's where you can find me. Thank you so much for coming on. It has been so nice talking to you. I'm sure that the listeners will love this. um, And um, hopefully they connect with you further. Thank you so much, Adva. As always, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. If you could share this episode with your teacher friends, leave a review, or just share the episode on Instagram and tag me at Shaping Little Minds Podcast. I love to connect with you guys. Keep learning, growing, and becoming your best teacher self. I am so proud of you. See you next time, teachers.